raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, we're going to talk some college basketball. Talking about the Crossroads League of one of the best in the nation. Talking about Bethel University. Steve Draven will join us. Talk about what's coming up with them. Also... Got some IHSA girls state finals to talk about. Right now, though, the busiest guy you know, the star of our show, it's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you are the best, and there is a lot to get to in the next four minutes and ten seconds, so let's get right to it. IHSAA girls basketball state finals over at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. A lot to talk about. First, let's get to the final scores. And the highlights will tell you later about the Mental Attitude Award winners as well. But the day started with Lanesville repeating as 1A state champions beating Marquette Catholic 51-43. Here's the radio call on the IHSAA Champions Network. 51-43. Four seconds, now three. Marquette Catholic will get a shot at the buzzer. It will be no good. And the Lanesville Lady Eagles are back-to-back state champions. Rob Blackman on the call as Lanesville goes back-to-back. As for 2A, what a year it has been for Fort Wayne Bishop Lures handling Brownstown Central 44-36. Lures, another state title in Indianapolis. They won football in the fall. Now girls basketball in the month of February. Back to the Champions Network. With 12 seconds left, Lures across the timeline. They'll put the brakes on. Annika Davis will bring it out, and Bishop Lures will have won their seventh state title in girls' basketball history, tying Heritage Christian for the most number of state championships coach in IHSAA history. Brian Jennings on the Champions Radio Network there. As for 3A, much closer as Gibson Southern hangs on against Norwell by a triple, 63-60. to Matt Taylor, the play-by-play voice of the Indianapolis Colts, had the call. They're setting a screen, top of the key. They get it in to Johnson. Johnson right side to filling. Deep three at the buzzer. Off the side of the rim, no good. And for the first time in program history, the Gibson Southern Titans are state champions in girls basketball. Well done on the calls, gentlemen, and we still have action right now at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. 2.37 to go, 4A state title game, Lawrence Central all over Lake Central, 51-26. to LC of the Lawrence Central variety on their way to winning their first state title ever. Jayla Lampley has 19 points and nine rebounds just to board away from a double-double in the state finals. Let's talk about college basketball. The Indiana Hoosiers fall against Penn State, 83-74 final. Hoosiers missed 11 free throws in the game, which is two for 15 from three-point land. Indiana's 14-13. and Day started with Notre Dame falling to Syracuse, 88-85. Irish hung tough. But the Orange outlast them. Eastern Michigan outlast Ball State 58-56. Heartbreaker for Michael Lewis and crew. It was Murray State over Valparaiso 80-68 in the Valley. Western Illinois took care of Southern Indiana 82-76. College Chiefs right now. Indiana State with the victory over UIC 88-76. 
Indiana State has responded well since those back-to-back losses. They have now won two games in a row over Valpo and now UIC. The last remaining team, at least at the Division One level in action right now, the Butler Bulldogs, who trail by five at Seton Hall, 50-45. to Dogs could use a win, 11-36 to play in the second half. Butler is 16-11. and Other scores to talk about, massive win for Marion. The Knights defeat Indiana Wesleyan 94-84. to It was Bethel over Taylor 81-73. IU South Bend took care of Judson 94-67. Olivet Nazarene toppled Calumet 84-67. Indiana Northwest over Roosevelt 81-70. It was Wabash 75, Worcester 64. Anderson crushed Hanover 90-73. And St. Mary of the Woods, no problem with Oakland City. 87-68. Craziest baseball score you'll heal it here today. Spring training. Yankees 22, Tigers 10. Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk some college basketball. Bethel over Taylor in Crossroads League action today, 78-68 the final. Bethel's Steve Draben joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations on the win. Hey, I appreciate it, Bob. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was a good game today. Um, missing our, our star player, Drew Lutz, All-American, first-team all-conference point guard, and had, a, had to have a lot of guys step up and make plays and kind of fill fill the void that, that he left not playing. Is he going to be able to play in your uh, your league tournament? Um, I'd love to keep that quiet, but um, we'll see. Um, he should okay. be fine um, just with okay. what he's got. Um, All right. But don't know for sure. I don't want to, you know, no, I not understand. a doctor, not a, not a trainer, but, um, you know, hopefully he'll be, he'll be able to, uh, to go next Wednesday against Marion. Well, give your kids credit for stepping up. So who steps up in his place today? Who, who picks up that slack? Although it's difficult to do, who uh, who really responds uh, positive for, for positively for you in this win? Yeah, so good question. So we you know we talked about before the game. You don't have to have one guy you know take right. take on that load. You know, you have just twenty five points a game, and and so really two guys in particular, Nathan Ertz uh, had twenty points on. 7-11 from the floor, and then Jameer Jefferson um, off the bench uh, scored 20 points as well, 8 for 9 from the floor, and then we had a guy, Andrew Hedrick, come in and give us some great minutes with 12 points, um, you know, 3 for 4 from the floor, and 2 for 3 from 3, so really the, kind of those uh, three guys stepping up and kind of um, helping out in his absence. You've done this long enough. You know sometimes when when you're faced with this situation, guys respond. You know, when you, you have character guys like you do, you respond. And, and you, know, you pick you, you pick teammates up. You talk about it every day in practice. That you got to pick your teammates up, and everybody's got to do what they do. It's kind of fun to see them do it on a day like today. Yeah, it was cool just to kind of see our guys. Like, we didn't do anything different. You know, we ran our stuff. and right. Um, stuff we run in practice and, and, you know, obviously we don't have Drew, but, um, you know, guys stepped up and, and, and played roles and, you know, just did a little bit more. We were a little bit more aggressive in areas and, um, you know, it was nice to see some other guys kind of be a little bit more aggressive. And I think this could be good for us going forward um, just to see some other guys being able to do some things that they typically don't do as much. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. Where are you ranked right now nationally? So we're 22nd, uh, the last poll that came out. Um, right. You know, we've lost right. a couple games since, so I don't know if we'd be back in the top 25. But uh, but I've had a good year, 19 wins, and you know, 
10 wins in the Crossroads League is, you know, obviously I think I'm biased, but I think it's the best league in the country. And just night in, night out, you're going to get tested. And, um, but yeah, uh, I feel good where we're at. And, you know, with the, if you're fortunate to make the national tournament from our league, you know, going through the gauntlet that it is, you, know, you go play other school, uh, other leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you feel good just being battle tested so much in our league, and I'm looking forward to playing somebody not not crossroads material. <laughs> you know, it, you're not biased because I think if you you look at it uh, realistically, statistically, it is the best conference in the NAI in the nation. Um, you annually have three and four and sometimes more teams participate in the national tournament i'd be surprised if you don't get three in this year um uh, where it looks right now and i i'm not sure how you feel about it but i I think a lot of people look at it once again as one of those three or four bid type of situations for the crossroads actually i think you know two years ago we had six get in last year we had five i think this year we'll get five as well um, believe it or not, um, just with the strength of schedules and the RPIs that we mm-hmm. have, um, you know, and obviously doing well against other other conferences and not conference portion. Um, and again, yeah, whether you finish one through five, you know, as long as you get in, um, get in, you have an yeah. opportunity, you know, to to win a game and and, and make a run and and uh, get hot at the right time and see what you can do. I was lucky, as you know, as a, as a coach, I had four teams go to the uh, NAI National Tournament. I had two at Franklin, two yeah. at IUPUI, and um, yeah, there's there's no way to describe it <laughs> until you go oh, until fun. you go through it. No, it's fun. All right, so let's talk yeah. about more fun. League tournament starts next week. So w- w- who are you playing? Uh, so we start on Tuesday, right? And who will you play and where? Yeah, it's actually next Wednesday. Uh, we we got the five seed. Uh, Marion got the four seed, so we'll go to Marion. Um, you know, over there in Indianapolis, they had a big win today against Indiana Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. Um, got an eight, eight game winning streak. One of them is us. Um, you know, tough tough win they had a couple weeks ago, or about a week and a half ago at our place. And we've had two games against them this year where we struggled. We uh, we kind of controlled a little portion hey, coach, of the game and coach. had a tough stretch. Hey, but Steve, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I need you to hang on for a second. We got to take a yeah. short break. We'll come back and talk more basketball. Okay? No problem. Perfect. Steve Draven from Bethel will come back with us. We'll talk more basketball on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. It is over in the 4A state title game. Lawrence Central. All over Lake Central in dominating fashion, 55-28 to in the Battle of the LCs. Lawrence Central has got their first-ever state championship in girls' basketball. What a game from Jayla Lampley, 19 points and 9 rebounds. And we'll run through it the rest of the night, but these are now all your final scores. 55-28 in that 4A game, Lawrence Central wins. The rest of them look like this. From Class A, Lanesville repeats, goes back-to-back, 51-43 over Marquette Catholic. 2A and Fort Wayne Bishop Lures defeating Brownstown Central, final 44-36. And in Class 3A, the closest of the four, Gibson Southern by a triple over Norwell, 63-60. 
Let's talk some college basketball before we say so long here for 10-15. It was Spring Arbor beating St. Francis 93-81. Indiana Tech blew out Northwestern Ohio 95-74. Huntington over Goshen 81-73 as Indiana East defeats Midway 84-67. It was Indiana Northwest beating Roosevelt 81-70. UND over Rockhurst, 89-74, and some notable scores in the top 25. Number two, Houston outlasted number 11, Baylor, in overtime. Big battle in the Big 12, 82-76. How about Kentucky today? Number 17, Kentucky puts up 117, hammering Alabama, 117-95. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Steve Draven from Bethel University joins me. They beat Taylor today, 78-68 in Crossroads League play. All right, review for me now. You'll play Wednesday in the league play. Who are you playing? You're playing Marion on Uh, Wednesday? Yep, play at Marion, 7 p.m. on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, so who goes in as the number one? Take me through the seeds. Yeah, so Grace will play Taylor, the one versus eight. Uh, right. Number two is Indiana Wesleyan. They will play St. Francis, I believe, at Indiana Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. Number three is Huntington. Um, they'll host um, Spring Arbor. And then uh, we'll go to Marion, the four versus five. Well, it's that time of year. <laughs> it's, 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 time, yep. it's time to go play. And so That's you right. love how you're playing. I, I think you, you got to ha- be happy. Big win today. The, the manner in which you're playing, if you can get your star player back, I think you have to feel great about where you are. For sure. It's good today just to have some other guys have to step up and, and, and play without him. And uh, we'll get back to practice on Monday. And, you know, it's a clean slate. Everybody's 0-0. Zero and zero and um, you know, let's go see what we can do. And, you know, the, the Grace, two years ago, they were the five seed in our league, and they won the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what I told our guys tonight, you know, hey, we're the five seed, and, you know, let's go see what we can do one game at a time. And, um, you know, we played Marion twi- you know, really well twice this year and you know, came out on the losing end. You know, it's tough to beat a team three times, and let's go see what we can do. Steve Draben from Bethel. They beat Taylor. 78-68, they're going to the Crossroads League Tournament next week, taking on Marion. Steve, thank you so much for the call, and best of luck to you and your guys. You got it, Bob. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. Girls' State Finals today, Lanesville repeats as the 1A championship. Their most famous alumnus, Greg Rakestraw joins us, who had the call for the IHSA Champions Network today. Greg Rakestraw, congratulations to uh, your alma mater. A very impressive win today and impressive feat to do it back-to-back. That's uh, quite an accomplishment. It is, and uh, overcome a pretty good amount of adversity in today's game as well. First of all, Marquette Catholic got out to a great start, made three early threes in that contest to jump out to a 9-2 lead. Then Lanesville lost their leading score with a minute left to go in the first quarter in terms of Hadley Crozier, who suffered a knee injury. Don't know the significance of it yet, but she played the first seven minutes, and that's it. And Lanesville Mm. still found a way to win Mm -hmm. that game today and go back-to-back against a very good Marquette Catholic team. So great day for the Eagles, finishing at 29-1 and 
winning that state championship and providing a third in both school and Harrison County history. The job that Angie Hinton has done is kind of hard to put into words. It's just phenomenal what she's been able to do with this group and her tenure there. It is. You know, this is now six seasons at Lanesville, and she has gone 145-20. and 20. Lanesville Yikes. is not a single <laughs> girls' sectional basketball championship. They now have six in a row. They've won 30 consecutive conference games, um, become the first 1A school to repeat since Marquette Catholic did it back in 2018-2019. They'll bump up to play in 2A over the course of, of the next couple of years. Uh, it has been a, uh, a a wonderful addition to the Lanesville family to have the Hinton family coaching because it's not just Angie. It's mm-hmm. Joe. Uh, it's her daughter, Hallie, that played at Oakland City. And if uh, Joe and Angie's son, Joey, wasn't the head coach at Corden Central, he might be on that staff too uh, because I think he'd be welcome there. But uh, it is a remarkable run uh, that the town and the school have been on, and the Hinton family is such a big part of it. Well, you, you're a you know, former resident of Lanesville, so I'm curious what the reaction and what it feels like and what's going on in Lanesville on a night like tonight after they get back in town. Well, Saturday night fire truck rides are becoming pretty common in the month of February. Um, and so normally the fire trucks from Lanesville to get to the interstate exit is approximately two and a half miles. So normally whenever the team gets back, fire trucks are waiting at exit 113 right. on Crandall Lanesville Road to bring in the back into town. And everybody gets a, gets a heads up, hey, this is what time the team is arriving. And basically everybody comes in line, State Road 62, which is Main Street, Lanesville. Uh, it was a little chilly tonight, but nobody cared. Uh, I, I did not have a chance to make the trip back, but I have been living the memories uh, vicariously through Facebook pictures that I've been seeing, and they had probably about a thousand people that showed up for a pep rally in the gym at about six o'clock. And the gym holds about fifteen hundred in Lane. Right, right. The, the 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 crowd of approximately two thousand that were at the game today is about two and a half times the size of Lanesville as a town. So uh, it's amazing how the population swells when you're winning. All right, Greg Rakestraw on the call of Lanesville's 1A repeat championship. Uh, They beat Marquette Catholic 51-43. Not only that, he was also on the call of the 2A championship game. Fort Wayne Bishop Lures beats Brownstown Central 44-36. You know my son-in-law, Gary Klein-Richards, a Lures grad, so I had to share that news with him today. He's very fired up about the win. Tell me about that game. Well, it was two great defensive teams, and you would say the same thing with the 1A game as well. And and really four teams that morning session that probably played, you could probably count on two hands the amount of possessions of man-to-man that were played in that game. Everything was zoned. Um, and, and I thought Brownstown in the first half outplayed mm-hmm. Lures at their own game. It is a, a Brownstown team that A, only has one senior. B, they graduated a 1,000-point score off of last year's team. This was kind of a surprise run for Brownstown to get there, and they really right. play 5-9 and under. Uh, but because they've got such good athletes, they play kind of bigger than they look, um, and they hung on the boards, and they held Lures to 15 points in the sec- in the first half and took a nine-point lead to halftime. Well, Lures got off to a great start, and that lead evaporated quickly, and then they played to a pretty even level until about the last three or four minutes, which is where Lures took off again to build that eight-point lead 
but the story is lures overall defensively in the last three games of the tournament did not allow more than 38 points in a single game. And in the last two games of the tournament against Andrean and Brownstown Central mm-hmm. allowed a combined seven points in the last two fourth quarters wow. they played to win their seventh state championship in school history in girls basketball, which equals a guy you know very well, Rick Reisinger at Heritage Christian, mm-hmm. Lures and Heritage mm-hmm. Christian, now each with seven state titles, the most in the 49-year history of the girls basketball state tournament. That's impressive. Long day for Greg Regstraw, but a happy one. Lanesville wins. He has the call of the 2A championship game, won by Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. Maybe, just maybe, you could take a day off tomorrow. I am taking a day off tomorrow, but I'm never taking a day off from shameless plugs. Since you just had Steve Draben on the program, this friendly reminder, the ISC Sports Network will have coverage of that Marion Bethel 4-5 game in the Crossroads League Tournament. Rob Brown, Jim Leisure have the call Wednesday night at 7 o'clock on the ISC Sports Network. Not a shameless plug since we both love, uh, you especially, the ISC Sports Network. Greg Regstraw, enjoy the time. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. You got it, Bob. Thank you. Matt Taylor joins me. He has the call in the 3A championship game on the IHSA Champions Radio Network. Gibson Southern 63-60 winners over Norwell. Matt, we've got about a minute and a half here to start with. So uh, give me uh, the 10,000-foot view of this game in 3A today. Well, like you said, it was maybe the best uh, game of the day. It had number three versus number two, Norwell number two, Gibson Southern number three, and both teams were top five in the state in scoring, uh, both teams scoring about 65 points per game, and mm-hmm. it lived mm-hmm. up to the billing. Gibson Southern got out to a big lead in the third quarter. They were up 19, and Norwell kept chipping away, kept creating a lot of turnovers and got back into the game, used a couple big runs of their own to cut it, had a chance to tie the game with a three-pointer uh, on the last possession with about five seconds, wow. but it wasn't wasn't meant to be. And and wow. Gibson Southern claimed their first uh, state championship in girls basketball. All right, hang in here through this uh, scoreboard update. Can you do that? You're all right. Ab- absolutely. Perfect. The voice of the Indianapolis Colts and a member of the IHSA Champions Radio Network. Matt Taylor will stay with us and talk more about high school basketball, girls' championships. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk as the IHSAA Girls Basketball State Finals have officially concluded with Lawrence Central knocking off Lake Central final of 55-28. We have the championship call from the IHSAA Champions Radio Network coming from Mark Forrester himself. Kaylee Skirker, the freshman for Lake Central. No, Lawrence Central the board. They just have to bring it across half court as the other way they're going to try to lay it in. Lake Central gets the board. They'll hold it, and Lawrence Central does it. 25 straight all the way to Cambridge Fieldhouse to secure the 2024 4A title. Mark Forrester with the call, and as the night goes on, we'll have a bunch of audio from the Champions Radio Network, including some Mental Attitude Award winners. And also this, guess who is sitting courtside? During that 4A state title game, Tyrese Halliburton. 
the Pacers star talking about what the last couple weeks have been like in downtown Indy, the All-Star game to the state finals. Uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun because you're at home and uh, a lot of hometown fans wanted to see me succeed. So it was awesome to put on a show in front of them and, you know, in, in, in my arena. So it was a lot of fun. Hopefully I can, you know, continue to put on more throughout my career. You got to imagine Tyrese Halliburton, a guy that loves this city, will also be on hand for the boys' state finals if the Pacers are also there. Let's get you a quick college basketball check. Boy, Seton Hall starting to run away with it under four timeout second half. Butler trailing Seton Hall now by 10. It's a 65-55 score. Dogs have been quiet, shooting 35% from the field. I'm Brendan King. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Matt Taylor, yes, the Matt Taylor, with us talking about 3A championship, girls championships today. Gibson Southern beats Norwell 63-60. Matt gets down to the horn, a chance to tie. What a great game. Is it close all the time? It wasn't. No, not at all. In fact, Gibson Southern, who I thought was probably the underdog going into the game just because of how well Norwell was playing, demolishing teams on their way to the state championship, uh, they were actually up 10, Gibson Southern up 10 at halftime, and Mm -hmm. they went on an absolute tear to start the second, make that the third quarter. Uh, They had a barrage of three-pointers. Chloe Graham, a 5'7 senior guard, a really good sharpshooter, a 42% three-point shooter. She knocks down four three-pointers in the first four minutes of the third (laughs) quarter. She had six total for the game. In fact, she set a championship, a girls' basketball championship game record for three-pointers made in a game with six of them. Uh, As a team, Gibson Southern made 11, which is a championship game record, uh, regardless of class in girls' basketball. So they were absolutely on fire today, Bob, and they led by as many as 19 points at the halfway point of the third quarter. But their problem, Gibson Southern's problem, is turnovers. They had a whopping 25 of them as Norwell was kind of speeding them up a little bit, uh, three-quarter court press. A lot of bad passes, some careless decisions, and Norwell just got kind of cheap basket after cheap basket and climbed their way back into the game. Um, They trailed by one point with about a minute left. They were down three, had a chance to tie the game uh, with about five seconds. They called a timeout, had an out-of-bounds play on the sideline, uh, drew up a play for their best player, Kennedy Filling, uh, who's their leading scorer and just one of the best players in the state. Um, they got a good look for, uh, but it just it, it went off the right iron, and uh, it wasn't good, and Gibson Southern won. But like we talked about, I thought it was maybe the best game of the day, and sure as heck really entertaining for me to call a high school basketball in that venue that came down on the wire. There's a nasty rumor out there that at one point in the game, instead of a foul, you said there was a flag on the play. Any truth to that rumor? That is a hundred percent accurate, and you got to you got to coach the football out of me now. You got to keep in mind. Got to keep in mind. You know, you do seven eight. You do seven eight months of football. There's bound to be something that comes out now. Right, right. <laughs> hey, I'm laughing. I'm laughing with you. You know that. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not, and that's okay. I'm not laughing at me. No, either. no, no, no. You know, when my producer gets in my ear and says, "Hey, you need to ask him about a flag on the plane," I'm going, "Come on, he didn't do that." <laughs> 
<laughs> well, flag, flag, foul, flagrant, they're all, they all come from the same place. All right, you are the best. You know that. I, listen, <laughs> I, I am. I'm going to have you in here before I get out of here. You're, you're going to. You're co-hosting with me over the summer. Okay, you got that. You're going to have to clear a night off. We're going to have to come in. We're going to have to come. I tell you what, we're going to have to have you come down to Franklin. Come to the house. You, you, co- you and I'll co-host it from. We'll, we'll co-host it from the pool. How's that? Uh, that's what I keep saying. You name. You name the time and the place, and I'll bring my <laughs> flip-flops. I'll bring the sunscreen, and we'll do a poolside. All right. Matt Taylor, thanks a lot, Matt. Have a great weekend. You too, Bob. Thank you. Rob Blackman, the voice of the pretty Boilermakers, joins me today. He did the 1A matchup uh, in girls' finals action, Lanesville, Marquette Catholic. You got a little action coming up tomorrow. Rob, part of the IHSA Champions Radio Network Greg Rakestraw's Lanesville uh, group wins today. Rob, we had Greg earlier. Uh, he just said that, you know, injury situation, uh, but the uh, Lanesville kids persevered anyway. Yeah, um, really, really difficult to watch that, that injury there right towards the end of the first quarter, uh, especially to the leading scorer for Lanesville. Uh, but the fact that they still found a way to win the game was, was awfully inspiring to watch courtside. Uh, Marquette Catholic did itself no no favors with 24 turnovers, um, and uh, look, they're they're a talented team. Marquette Catholic, Janiah Davis, who's just a sophomore, went over the thousand mm-hmm. point mark, career scoring. Uh, think about that. Only two years of high school basketball, she's already at a thousand points. Yikes! Uh, Yikes. Who, knows where, who knows where she might end up uh, when it's all said and done? But uh, but yeah, you know, you can't. It, it, look, I I see this all the time at, at our level at the at the Big Ten level. You you just can't turn the ball over that many times and expect to have a chance to win the game. And that's ultimately what what did in Marquette Catholic. But boy, what a season for Lanesville! Only lost one game all year, uh, and that was back on December the 29th. So they played the entire calendar of 2024 without a single loss and and won the state championship. So they they were awfully impressive today and. I really liked what I saw from from Angie Hinton's ball club, and uh, yeah, I, I'll say this too for Marquette Catholic. Uh, they they only have two seniors on the roster, Bob, and neither of them really play. So they they have a very young team, and all of their key contributors will be back next year. So they, I, I keep a close eye on that Marquette Catholic program because they're going to be good for for a couple of seasons. You've done this a long time. It's hard to repeat as a champion. You know, I mean, I don't care what sport, what level. And to see uh, Lanesville overcome the adversity today, the loss of one of their key players early on, and and still persevere and win, that is a magnificent accomplishment. Yeah, you think about it. Crozier goes out with that injury, and, and not only is she the leading scorer, but she's their point guard. She's, she's the right, one she runs right. the show. And they had to turn it over to Brumley, who is a good player in her own right, but is the backup point guard. I mean, she's a starter, but but her her natural position is not point guard, and yet she did a great job really orchestrating that offense. And and you know, and, and quite frankly, it didn't feel like they really missed a beat on the offensive end with the way they were able to run offense again, doing it with with what ultimately was the backup mm-hmm. point guard. So. Lot, yeah, a lot. I mean, really, really, just a lot to really like about what you saw from Lanesville today. And I mean, what a way to finish off your season! You now you're back-to-back state champions. And and the good news for Crozier, you know, she is a junior, and she 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 talked in our in a post-game program with Kurt Darling uh, about how you know she's going to get to rehabbing right away and look forward to play next mm-hmm. year her senior season. Good for so, her. 
You're right. Good stuff. right. Yeah, good stuff to see. All right, so you got a short turnaround. So what, what are your travel plans to get to Ann Arbor? Well, I'm here right now. <laughs> as okay. Soon as, as soon as that game ended at uh, Gamebridge Fieldhouse, I hopped in the car and drove up here to Ann Arbor. So uh, I am here with the Purdue team and, and looking forward to that 2 p.m. Okay. tip-off tomorrow. I was worried for a second, but I assumed that uh, that they would that you would have the Purdue Jet pick you up uh, in Indy, and and, and Jet, you, I, I may have misstated that, but but, but I'm glad that you're there. Um, listen, I think it's a dangerous team they're playing tomorrow. I really do. I would agree. I mean, look, the record's not great. You know, they they've only won eight. Yeah, games. yeah. I mean, three Big Ten games, but. You know, they do play with Doug McDaniel in the home games. He has not been playing in the road games. Uh, Purdue mm-hmm. beat these guys pretty easily uh, back on January 23rd, but that was that was without Doug McDaniel, their, their point guard, and a guy that averaged 16 points a ball game. So, you know, he does play in the home games. Uh, so they're, they're a totally different-looking team than what Purdue saw back in on January 23rd. And right. They, yeah, it's a home game. So it's always dangerous in, in this league. So, yeah, Purdue, I, I know on, on paper it looks like tomorrow should be easy, easy pickings for Purdue, uh, but I would caution the Purdue fans that there's going to be nothing easy about this game tomorrow. Yeah, right now. No. not at all. All right, go to bed. You deserve it. Rob Blackman <laughs> from the IHSA Champions Radio Network and the voice of the Boilermakers. They take on Michigan tomorrow. Rob, thank you so much. I know it's a, a burden, but I appreciate you taking time. Have a great day tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Coming up, we're going to spend some time talking about Ball State. David Eha will join us after a, a scoreboard update. We have more basketball to talk about. Again, our congratulations to some tremendously talented young ladies who won state championships today. And congratulations to those teams that did not win. Uh, you had great years to get to uh, this position. Uh, and um, listen, You will remember this weekend for a long, long time. Lots more basketball to come. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Coming up top of the hour at 11 o'clock, full breakdown of the IHSAA Girls Basketball State Finals. As for now, let's cover some college basketball, which has recently gone final. Indiana State's up to 24-5 and on the season. Sycamores hammer UIC in the Holman Center, 88-73. Indiana State has responded well since those back-to-back losses. Of course, they got into the top 25, lost two in a row, dropped out since that point they've won back-to-back games now as for butler falling tonight to seton hall 76 64 12 point game doesn't really tell the story dogs were within five or six with a few minutes to go and seton hall made some free throws down the stretch either way butler struggled shooting 38 percent in the game and seton hall played very well shooting 50 percent plus as a team speaking of shooting poorly the indiana hoosiers struggle again from outside Penn State beats them 83-74. Indiana's 14-13. IU missed 11 free throws in the game. They only went 2 of 15 from the three-point arc, and Penn State earns the W. Elsewhere, Eastern Michigan got the best of Ball State, 58-56. 
It was Murray State over Valparaiso, 80-68. Western Illinois, the victory against Southern Indiana. That's an 82-76 final. Notre Dame came close, just could not surpass Syracuse. The Orange beat the Irish, 88-85. UND hammers Rockhurst, 89-74. Breaking news in college basketball today was Wake Forest beat Duke, 83-79. Kyle Filipowski injured in the court storming at Wake Forest. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. David Ehoff from the Ball State Network joins me. David, thanks for calling back. It's a busy night, brother. You know how this thing goes on a Saturday night. This is a uh, this is a it's but it's fun. But it's not fun for the Cardinals. Eastern Michigan beats them today, fifty-eight, fifty-six. Tough, tough loss for the Cardinals. Yeah, it really was, Bob. I mean, it's definitely not fun, and and it was an off offensive struggle for both teams today. Cardinals had a one point lead at the half, while they shot just thirty seven percent. Eastern forty one percent, and in the second half, the Cards shot even worse, just thirty percent from the field, five for twenty five from deep. So normally, wow. if you hold a team to fifty eight points at home and and yeah. they only yeah. do thirty nine percent, you're gonna win. But Cardinals simply couldn't buy a basket today. And it wasn't for, you know, lack of good looks. I mean, they're just gonna lament when they go back and look at that film, all the open shots that they just couldn't bury and and that hurt Bob. The Cardinals now trying to get to that top eight where you get a trip to Cleveland and right, uh, right. a real opportunity at home today slipped away. So what's up with uh, with people not being able to shoot the ball? You know, it's pretty well chronicled what's going on in Bloomington. They have another tough day shooting the basketball. You witnessed it today. Guys who are here to four pretty good shooters can't seem to knock down hoops. What's what's going on? Is it in the water in our state right now that guys <laughs> can't knock be. down jump shots? It might be. And, and really, in this day and age, you can't win if you can't shoot no. the three. And five makes isn't going to get it. And, you know, it's it's uncharacteristic. Ball State is 17th in the country from three-point land. So, traditionally, Yikes. these guys have Yikes. taken them and made them. And, you know, I don't know, Bob, I guess maybe the only thing, even if it's an open three, it seems mm-hmm. when you – even if it's an open three, when you shoot it early in the shot clock – your percentages mm. as opposed to when you get some ball reversals, maybe a paint touch and kick it out to that same open three. It just seems to me if you get a little ball movement going first, then those tend to go in. But, you know, again, it just it very uncharacteristic. Guys, Mickey Pearson, one of six. Jalen Anderson, one of six. So you can go down the line. Um, and then we've talked about it all year. Cardinals bench outscored 21 to two mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. today. So you know, in a game where your starters aren't making shots, it sure would be nice if you had somebody to maybe come off the bench that could could provide you a lift. And and cars didn't have it. And unfortunately, one and six at home in conference, and they're mm. actually better on the road at four and three. Mm. So it's it's been a been a wild ride for sure. You brought up a tremendous point, and I, and I think you're 100% right. Uh, in terms of three-point shot, 
Uh, I think uh, we acknowledge that a, a three in, pos- in in transition might be the best. You know, you you know a catch and shoot, and you're in rhythm uh, on transition, uh, a, 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 a post touch, and a kick out to a spotted shooter uh, might be the next best. But I'm I'm with you when you get uh, you get in transition, you make uh, one pass or two passes, and you take a three. The percentages are not in your favor for that shot to go in. That's a low, in some respects, a low possession shot, a low percentage shot. And but but you know how it is, Dave. I was open, Coach. I I was open. I know it might have been ten seconds into the possession, but I was open. Uh, And that's hard to argue against. Yeah, it's exactly right, Bob. And and look, I mean. You know, one of the things that, you know, coaches will always say is, Hey, look, hey David, you're, David, yeah. hold on a second. This is, I apologize. This is, you, you got me, we're talking ball now, so I'm excited. But <laughs> I, I, I'm up against it here. I need you to hang on. I appreciate you doing this. We'll come back and a little more dissertation on how to attack a basketball uh, on offense and how to score. David Ehoff from Ball State. Hang in there, David, okay? You got it. Well, we're back after the scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. David Ehoff from the Ball State Network rejoins me. All right, we've given enough of a clinic. You're talking earlier about trying to make that uh, top eight. Where are they now in terms of standings, David, a- after today's game and then looking ahead at, at next week's action? Yeah, so – Bob, the Cardinals sit in the ninth seed at five and nine. You've got Kent State at six and eight, two teams above them, and Miami and Western at seven and seven. There's four hmm. games to go. So the Cardinals, mm-hmm. one game out of that coveted eight spot. But, you know, the good news if you're Ball State, you, you play three teams that are ahead of you in the standings, two that are immediately in front of you. So, you know, it's mathematically still possible. I would say the cards probably have to go three and one in these next four games, but uh, Mm -hmm. you're going to have an opportunity, particularly I look at the game against Western Michigan. It's a home game. If the Cardinals, um, let's say they go three and one or two and two and beat Western Michigan, they will have the tiebreaker over them mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. an opportunity to get in uh, to the tournament. But uh, no question about it, today was a blow, but not dead yet with four games to go. They're at Central Michigan on Tuesday night and then um, at home Saturday against Western Michigan. So a uh, big week. Um, and uh, whether you like the format or not of the new tournament, <laughs> it does add excitement to some of these late season games, that's for sure. Uh, well, you know what? Um, you, you like the format if you get in. You hate it if you don't. If one, it's that simple, don't you think? Yeah, and I, I always go back. The great Charlie Coles used to have a line. He said, you know, in this league, there's 12, there's 12 guys fighting for one piece of pizza. I mean, you know, and that. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You right. Know, so, you know, it all comes down to getting hot for a weekend at the MAC tournament. So it is, uh, uh, you can't win it if you don't get there. So a lot of work to be done, and uh, we'll see what happens, Bob. David Ehoff from the Ball State Network. 
Cardinals lose to Eastern Michigan 58-56 today. David, thank you. I appreciate it very much. Have a great week. Thank you, Coach, and congratulations to all the girls uh, playing and in the state yep. finals this weekend. Super awesome to hear all those stories. Well done. Thanks, David. Thank you very much. I echo what David just said. Hey, ladies, congratulations. Coaches, everybody, and I'm happy uh, for, for everyone winning that state championship. And um, boys begin on Tuesday for the sectional, so it continues. Tournament, excitement, drama, you name it, all of that. The 114th annual IHSAA Boys Basketball State Tournament presented by the Indiana Pacers and Indiana Fever. Tuesday night, sectional action around the state. Don't forget to join us like you're going to. You're not going to forget, but just a reminder, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, coming up next weekend or this coming weekend will be all boys sectional action. We'll squeeze in some college action because we got college uh, conference tournaments coming up soon. Um, the Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.